Good evening, good evening, good evening. How are you out there? It's me, KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Waiting for my colleague to join me here on another edition of Folks Talking Sports. James Mueller and Andy Yanez should be chiming in in about 15 minutes. They, both of them are at TDECU Stadium for the Houston Cougars football team's open practice. I'm kind of curious to, to hear how the crowd is for the game. And then uh, Willie Gibson from Ohio will be joining me as well, and Tamer Knight also. So it should be a full-packed show. So until then, uh, last I saw the Rockets score, the Rockets were leading Toronto by 11 points late first quarter. If there are any Rocket fans tuning in here on Folks Talking Sports, are y'all freaking out? Because you know if the Rockets, Rockets right now have the worst record in the NBA, if they lose, I think they'll be tied with Orlando for the worst record. And then they'll be splitting those ping pong balls. And then so that could mean not having the the uh, first pick in the draft. What are your thoughts on that? Are y'all panicking? Do y'all want the Rockets to start losing and erase that 11-point lead? What are your thoughts on that, Rocket fans? We're definitely going to talk about the Houston Cougars men's basketball and Marcus Sasser and his decision to uh, declare for the NBA draft, 2022 NBA draft. But keep his, but maintain his college eligibility. Thoughts on that? I'm going to share share some thoughts on that before my colleagues join in, and then we'll talk more for further detail on it. But yes, you can catch us on Folks Talk Sports on Twitter. See that going across the screen for those listening on the podcast and audio format. Twitter handle is Folks F O L K S Talk T A L K Sports F S P O R T S folks talk sports for the show folks talking sports or as the youngsters Indianez and james mueller got me referring to it fts so we've got comments on that about the rockets please hit me up on on the uh, youtube at houston round bar review for your thoughts on the rockets and apparently leading the raptors in toronto by last check with 11 points something like that let's see uh detroit's doing their part in losing Lose to the Bucks by 16, almost halftime in Detroit. Walker leads them 54-38. But yes, Rockets are leading the Raptors 28-15 late in the first quarter. The Rockets are 20-60 and 60 on the season. They have a one-game lead over Orlando. Well, I guess half-game lead not because Orlando lost last night, I believe. But if the Rockets lose, they're up 16. If the Rockets win this game, Rockets and Orlando will be, both be 21-60. and 60. With one game left, the Rockets have hosting Orlando hosting Atlanta Sunday afternoon at 2.30. Rocket fans, what are your thoughts? Are y'all panicking? Rockets, y'all been clamoring about Rockets got to get the worst record in, in the NBA, finish with the worst record and, and have the maximum chances of of ping pong balls and all that, despite the fact that the teams, the three teams with the worst record each have a 14% chance at uh, finishing with the top winning lottery. The team with the worst record Cannot pick worse than fifth. Second worst record, not pick worse than sixth. Third worst record, not pick worse than seventh. So but right now, Rockets are up 33-17. Usman Garuba just got a dunk. Assist from Jalen Green to go up 33-17 with 34 seconds left in the first quarter over Toronto. So the Rockets are almost doubling up the Raptors. So what are your thoughts on it? Because the Rockets are playing the youngsters. Chris Wood isn't playing. Dennis Shooter's not playing. Eric Gordon's not playing. So they're playing the youngsters. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Rockets fans? KPJ has 12 points, five rebounds, one assist in the first quarter. Rockets are going to lead. Got a big league going in. They're shooting 14 for 21 from the floor in the first quarter. Raptors only Raptors only five for 26. So that combination is why the Rockets are up by 19. 36-17 going into the last uh, few seconds of the first quarter. So... How about that? Rockets got a big lead, and I'm sure Rocket fans, Rockets Twitter is freaking out. And since I'm not a fan, I'm not Rockets Twitter, I just report the games. I just report, report the action and, and keep it moving. So I think Tamer and I, my, my uh, colleague there, mentee slash colleague, is trying to join in. And she'll be joining via audio only for the show. She might be having some technical issues, so we'll see how uh, she just popped up and then she went away. So got a brother, Willie Gibson. Uh, colleague uh, getting himself ready to join and talk some Buckeyes and, and Big Ten athletics and all that great stuff. 
Got to talk to him about cold weather, which I cannot stand. So, Brother Gibson, how are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I was in Minneapolis last weekend for the Women's Final Four. It snowed. Yeah. Uh, the ice stayed on the snow and slush stayed on the ground the whole trip. Yeah. You know, I was going back to the airport. It was still slush on, on the ice, on the streets. And I'm just glad I had a good driver, a taxi driver to get back to the airport safely. I don't like cold weather, Brother Gibson. I'm not a cold weather person. I'm not big on snow. I had no problem with it. I walked around. I walked from my hotel to the uh, Target Center. Um, so that wasn't a problem because I was dressed for it. I just don't like it. It was dreary and, and you know. Yeah. But anyway, you're used to that kind of stuff. It wasn't bad snow. It had snow flurries. The snow flurries, day I was there and day I left. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, well, okay, just a nice sandwich there. Yeah. But thank you for tuning in, everybody on uh, Twitter at our Folks Talk Sports account. We're also on YouTube at Houston Round Bar Review, as well as Facebook, my personal account tonight as we get more money. But notice, Mr. Gibson, we got no sponsor up there in the upper corner. Yeah. Our sponsorship ended when college basketball season ended. So sponsors, companies, alums, connections with Ohio State. I'm not, hey, I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. If Buckeyes want to spend some money on the show, Come on, come with it. You can get in touch with Willie Gibson and make that happen. Um, I have discussions with someone about becoming a sponsor. Just not sure when that's going to begin. Mm-hmm. I won't mention anything further about that because until it happens, it hasn't happened. Right. But let's get your thoughts on the men's final four. First, the men's final four. You as a Tarios fan gotta be just was cheesing for um, ending Duke's reign twice. Yeah. Ending uh, Coach K's season at home in uh, Cameron, and then beating them in the Final Four semifinal. It was a great game. It was. It was. It was it a was. great game. And Caleb Love got touched. Second, second half, Caleb Love did his thing, and unfortunately, he didn't do his thing in the, against Kansas. And Kansas came back and won the ball game. But just your thoughts on Hubert Davis shutting up the haters? Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, what? Four weeks ago, we were told Carolina wouldn't make the tournament. Right. And I thought that was absolutely crazy. Even then, like, wait a minute. Look at their record. Like, how do they not? Third place team in the in the ACC? How? How do you not make how do you not make the NCAA tournament? So that in in and of itself was phenomenal. And then to go on the run that he did, I mean he beat the number one seed Baylor. You beat the number four seed UCLA. You beat the Cinderella and St. Peter's. And then the coup de grace, you, you end the 42-year Hall of Fame career of Coach Mike Krzyzewski. I mean, they, of course, with all, you know, you definitely want to end it with the trophy on Monday night. But, you know, who... Who can fault or who can criticize Hubert Davis for what he did uh, this season and what he's built, the foundation of what he where he plans to take this program going forward? And he did it his way because he only played seven seven players basically the whole tournament. Yep. So that's that's not the the new way, <laughs> brother Gibson. You know, you want to go eight nine deep. Right. Most of the teams in the tournament, I'll take it out the elite eight. Most of them did not go past eight players. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. I think Tame is ready, going to bring her in as well. Uh, and Will, I don't know if you heard it before you, you you join. Andy and James are, are both of them are at TDECU Stadium for Houston Cougars football's open practice going on oh. right now. Got so it. I'm kind of curious to see how many people are there. Yeah. <laughs> open practice. I'm wondering what, how many folks took them up on the open part of that right. to see. Right. But Tamer, how are you? Hello, you everyone. Go. How are Hello. you, ma'am? I'm doing well. How about you, Will, audience? How are you guys doing? Okay. Are you at the football stadium? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? I mean, I don't know. You could have been. I mean, are you talking about U of H? Yes. Yes, ma'am. 
Why would I be there? It's open practice, Tamer. You may, I mean, you may want to see the football team. I don't know. I guess not. I'm here with you guys, with the folks talking sports. Well, we appreciate that. James and Andy, and check this out, both of y'all, they, they both told me they're going to try to find a spot at the stadium in the media section, I'm not sure where, to join the show, a, a quiet spot. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll I I had some, throw some shade. There might be a whole bunch of quiet spots. But I would, hey, you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> to find, to find, it won't mean I'd be hard at all for him to find a spot <laughs> to join the show, quiet spot to join the show. But we'll see about it. But we'll hold that thought football uh, for when they join. Right now, the Rockets are up 19 over the Raptors, 45-26, with a little under 10 minutes till halftime. Will Tamer, the Rockets, Rocket fans might be freaking out. I've been to three Rockets games this season, and all three of them have been losses. I am tired. But Tamer, the whole point is to get the most ping pong balls. If they win tonight, they'll be tied with Orlando for the worst record rather than having the worst record. Will? Hey, I was hoping. I saw that. I was on. I was come on and 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 implore Houston Rocket fans to cheer for the Rockets because Toronto a Toronto loss will be phenomenal for the Cleveland Cavaliers at this point. Well, not at this point. They 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 sealed the deal. They're in the playing tournament, but um, that would have been two weeks ago. Been phenomenal. Yep. If the Rockets hold on to win the game. They will be tied with Orlando with a 21 and 60 record with one game left. Rockets host the Hawks Sunday afternoon at 2:30 Central Time. So if they both the teams finish with the same record, they will divide up the ping pong balls. But for terms of after the ping pong ball happens, then coin flip will be like for, for the second round kind of thing to break the tiebreaker for that. But ping pong balls will be the combination. They'll split them for whatever the combo total number for first and second teams. They'll just split it half and half. And then based on your lottery combinations, whichever combo comes up, that's where you'd be picked in lottery. And so there's a chance. That Will? the Houston Rockets can make it to the playoffs? Oh No, no, ma'am. There's no. no chance in the world about that. No. Oh, okay. No. I was just making sure. No, no. They, they, have the, they have a chance to have the worst record or the second worst record in the NBA based on what happens these last two games. And they, the Houston Rocket fans are proud? They want to have the worst record because they will have the most ping pong ball. Well, they cannot pick worse than fifth because first, second, and third team's worst record, they each get a 14% chance to win the lottery. But the worst record, team with the worst record, cannot pick worse than fifth. Team with second worst record cannot pick worse than sixth. Third worst record cannot pick worse than seventh. So that's where that is right there. So, yes, the Rockets fans want the Rockets to have the worst record in the NBA to guarantee them they will not pick worse than fifth. Even though this draft will. So far, the pundits say there's only three or four legit players um, with a high chance to succeed in this draft. So if they end up picking fifth, the pundits say – they might have missed out on their impact players. It's, it's like yeah. three or four impact players in the draft. And those being Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Jabari Smith from Auburn, Paula Bencara from Duke, and I guess the consensus now is Jaden Ivey from Purdue, yeah. those four. So if the Rockets finish fifth, that'd be some bad odds. That means they got jumped a lot to finish fifth, four times that, that happens. But, yes, I think James Mueller has found a quiet spot, Will, because of uh, – we're going to bring him in. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, cool. Jamie. Here. Loud and clear. Cool. <laughs> Where are you, James? I'm in a press box right now. At, at what stadium? TDECU. UH Spring. Uh, their final spring practice is an open practice. They got a bunch of – it's mainly recruits that are here watching, but it's open to fans, um, media stuff. So, yeah. So, how many fans took up – the invitation uh, to show up for the open practice? Mm, not a ton. Can you count them on two fingers, two, two, two hands? I'd say there's probably 
I'd say it's a little more than that, but like I said, it's mainly recruits and their families. So Willie Gibson, mm-hmm. when the Buckeyes have an open practice, how many people show up for an open practice? Yeah, spring game is actually next Saturday. I'm probably looking at about mm, eighty thousand. And James, let me let me let me be kind of. I don't want to, you know, I'll play devil's advocate. This is an open practice. This is not the red and white spring game, right? Yeah, they don't really. I mean, they're like scrimmaging sort of, but Dana doesn't really like the spring game type thing. So it's not like an official spring game or anything. It's mainly like right now they're just on the 25 running plays. How does, never mind. Go ahead, go ahead Tamer. Say it. I was going to say, how do, how does he get to completely omit the spring game? I thought that was like what you do in college. The spring ball is a thing in, in the NCAA like for college football in general, even high school. James? I don't know. I mean, I hear you. I mean, it's one of the things, it's an event that, like Willie said, was, you know, Ohio State draws a, bit, a lot of cra- places across the country draw big crowds. It's what builds people's excitement. And I mean, I would have liked an actual spring game as well. I don't, but I don't have an answer for you. I mean, I guess just trying to limit injuries, but I don't know. Will? What are your comments on what you just heard? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, there's, I mean, Ohio State has a, it's a controlled scrimmage. I mean, it's a spring game, but they don't let guys go, you know, full bore. I mean, the quarterbacks are wearing the red jersey, the black jersey here at Ohio State because scarlet and gray is the primary color. Scarlet is the primary color, so they do wear the black jersey for the quarterback. Um, it, it builds. It builds excitement. I mean, for Ohio State, I'll, I'll say this: uh, spring game tickets are uh, seven dollars, which for Ohio State it, it allows the fan that probably won't be able to get into the stadium in the fall the opportunity to come see the team. So, and it gives you build that excitement that you see that game in April and you're like, I can't wait till September now. So, I, I think you know, Horgerson and, and Houston are missing a huge, huge opportunity to to bank that excitement to, to build on throughout the rest of the offseason into the season. Hey, James, what is your role uh, with media while you're there at the open practice? Uh, I mean, Dana had an availability right before, and then, like, media can be on the field and stuff, so in about, like, 25, 30 minutes, I'll probably head down there and do some stuff, but, I mean... Yeah, I'm just here to watch, see, uh, like if anything sticks out, um, and talk to Dana before. And and James, it was free, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They um, there was something on the UH athletics site that like said, you know, open spring practice free for everyone to who wants. They have two of the gates open. They have mascots and cheerleaders on the concourse and stuff. Um, like uh, they're raffling. Off. It looked like they were raffling off like a signed football by Dana or some someone. I don't know who, but they had a signed football with like a raffle thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, anyone could, if you're if you're on the campus, you can walk up and walk right into the stadium. And as a student there, had you seen this week or the last couple of weeks much promotion about it? Nope. I've seen the one thing online and then gotten emails about, like, media emails um, regarding availability. Like, Dana would be available at 6.45 before 7 p.m. started the official thing. Um, But, yeah, there was no, like, promotion advertisement. I I mean, I'd be shocked to find someone on campus that knew that this was going on that isn't involved with the football program or, like, good friends with the football player or something. Will, you hear that? There, there was hardly any promotion about this. I'm starting to think that's by design. I, I think I think so, but James, this team, this coming season is supposed to be a good team, right? Yeah. Projected to be a good team? I mean, they I mean, in my opinion, they should be the favorites to win the American. Even with uh help me out with football player injury. Alton McCaskill around. Yeah, um they yeah, I still think they're the favorites. They got Tajon Henry back who was good for them last year and then Brandon Campbell from USC. And just with I think Cincinnati will be good, but they lost so much that I think UH is the, should be the favorite and that's the way they feel. Um, but yeah, like no regardless, there's super high expectations for the team. Um, and 
There's no one here. Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, you believe you're going to be the top team in the conference, at minimum the best team in your division of the conference. But you're not going to. You don't want to promote it for fans to come see you to get a to get a taste of what the team may look like in the fall. That doesn't make any sense. Well, yes, it does, Tamer James, because as UH people, it does make sense. Because it's what they do. <laughs> so, uh, 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 oh my goodness, Tim, what do you want to say? I mean, I'm just, I'm not surprised, but like you said, you know, and and will, I mean, how do you expect people to get excited for what you are supposedly going to do once the fall season starts if you didn't even invite anybody or don't even want to like put on a show today? That's kind of weird. I mean, because TSU has their their spring game going on, and I mean, while it's just, you know, offense versus defense, it's still a great opportunity, like you said, to kind of showcase, you know, what you guys can do heading into, you know, the summer summer camps. And And can I ask something real quick? Like, um, Dana was saying there's, like, about 100 recruits here. Like, I mean, you sort of want to impress the recruits. They have a few, like, guys in the NFL, like, Ed Oliver's here. But, like, I mean, you want want to show the recruits that your students care about the football team. And, like, can't really see that right now. Well, James said they have, like, 100 recruits there. But there's no – there's hardly any fans there. And it's not really a game. So what are they watching? This doesn't make sense to me. And yet this team is going to the Big 12 and wants to promote itself as being a big time program. Somebody's missed it hugely. Hugely. This makes zero sense. So, you know, they could have bought some time on folks talking sports. We could promote this, promote it on the, on the Twitter account, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the platform is there. It's all over the place for them to promote what should be a good football season. James, did they put anything on, like, Twitter about the, the, the spring open practice? Yeah, they might have. I did not. I didn't see anything. I'm just asking. Maybe you saw something. I got an email from UH Athletics because yeah. I'm, a, I'm an alum. You know, donor kind of thing. They put something up a little, uh, like nine hours ago. It says, um, it just says, see you at UH football open practice tonight at seven. Oh my goodness gracious! I, I, I just this is this is just not big time athletics. I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry because stuff like this just continues to fuel me gives me more reason to say what i say and said for years about you athletics about my alma mater this is this is weak james how is it how is anybody look anybody stood out for you or has it been enough for you to see that that to see people with potential i mean i mean just as you're saying that the matthew golden the receiver from klein kane who was super high on just made a nice catch in the corner of the end zone but i mean a lot of the guys in here are backups. So, so like uh, Derek Parrish wasn't. He, he's a D end. Um, D lineman, one of their best guys on defense. He didn't suit up. Um, I haven't seen Clayton Tune in there yet. Um, I see him. Like he's he's got pads on, but he's just standing on the side. It's been Ike um, and uh, who's the other quarterback? Uh, Holman Edwards um, taking the reps there. Um, so. I mean, there's not a ton of like star power, like on. I mean, like relative to like what UH has. And let's let's bring him in. Another guy, part of the FTS family. He should be at the game in a quiet place. <laughs> and to be honest, I did find a quiet place. Where are you? Uh, an undisclosed location inside a TDCU stadium. <laughs> Hopefully they don't kick me out in the middle of the of the show. It's it's probably where the suites are at, James. Andy, why did you invite James to the undisclosed location? <laughs> I, uh, James, you can come down to the uh, second floor. I'll, I'll be good. I, I'm comfy. Actually, there, there, I'm not even lying. There's a couch waiting for you right here. Cool. That's actually looks pretty nice. Waiting for you. 
we can have our knives. We might be able to have our own show from here. Have a camera, have one seat, another seat. There we go. Andy, for you, how much promotion did you see or hear about today's open practice? Uh, honestly, not that much. I did see the official account tweeted out today, and I, I saw some of the players, you know, quote tweeted and, and shout people out. But uh, James, you can comment on it. There's, honestly, there's not that many people here. Nope, it's mainly recruits, like I said. Hey, come on, and uh, right now the Rockets' lead is now down from twenty to nine over Toronto. So maybe the uh, Rocket fans sending the the mojo of, come on rocks you got to lose this game it's traveling to toronto so it's 56 47 with four minutes till halftime we're talking so, about go ahead go ahead um, I, and trust and believe i hate i'm not this guy i don't want to be but just a little context you said it was tweeted out today about the open practice yeah, I saw hours. a tweet today. Um, I'm not. I'm pretty sure they had to. Pro- let me let me go through their terms. It, it was nine week. hours ago. <laughs> All right. So so we'll so pray to, for us over here in Houston. So pray to for, that point, pray for Houston. To that point, Ohio State spring game is next Saturday, April 16th. It was announced on February 9th. Jeez. So two months. Basically, yeah. Tickets are seven dollars. Free parking. Um, there are a limited number of thirty-dollar reserve club seats. But and they just started that like two years ago. But majority tickets used to be five dollars. And let, let me ask: Was it the UH football account or UH athletics? Football. What date uh, did you say, James? Nine hours ago, like it should be on the top if you go to their account. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going through their account. So, to be fair, they they did make a post about it on March 30th. Houston football holds open practice April 8th. So, March 30th. That's the earliest that I've seen of it. I'm going down their timeline and see if I see one earlier than that. Okay, so that's that's nine days ago. Okay. Uh, wow. I, I just. So, Indy, would you say it's more like a game, or are they just out there running plays? They're just out there running plays. At least what I saw from the field, they weren't. Um, they were doing more uh, of uh, three down drills because they were taking turns, uh, different offensive units going in and out. But it, it wasn't anything like a game where they're keeping score or anything like that. Yeah, there's no time on the clock or anything. So, and they're still just running plays up to twenty. So, getting back to Ultima Caskill tearing his ACL, that wasn't in practice. Was it? What, what was? It? Any word on that? It was non-contact. It, it was in. It was in practice. That's okay. what I've been told. But it wasn't open. Um, it was not in contact yet. Um, last, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. But I was. Just it was. Told. Uh, it was Friday. I think it was night. last Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know they were. They were at TDCU uh, practicing because uh, they had a. The first 30 minutes open to media. Um, I was not there. I was covering the baseball game, but I know they were here, like practicing. Um, and that's when it happened, from what I've been told. All right, let's let's talk talk some basketball, some UH men's basketball. Uh, we got a comment from Fe about it. Um, his I'm a, I'm a post post it because you know we're media so. That, um, he's hurt that Marcus might be gone, gone, as in Marcus Sasser. What are your thoughts on Marcus Sasser announcing, declaring himself for the 2022 NBA draft while maintaining college eligibility? He spoke to media earlier today, clear my channel, Houston Run Bar View, for the full session. What are your thoughts on? You think Marcus is gone or not? I don't. I mean, I was told like a month ago that like this was his plan um, and like it doesn't surprise me. And like Kelvin's talked about like, you know, like, he encourages guys to get evaluated. But I think like the injury, I don't think someone's going to be willing to take a top 30 on him when he played 12 games. Yeah, Will, in case you hadn't heard, Marcus said um, – He's looking for a top 30, a first round guarantee. If he doesn't get that, he'll come back. Yeah. Um, with all due respect, um, I'm sure I'm, I, I, I would look for him to be back. Um, and I don't, I don't begrudge, begrudge, 
begrudge guys for taking advantage of the of the opportunity. You know, the NCAA has set it up that they do have one time to declare. I think he did it last year too, didn't he? Oh, he did. They, they can do it each year. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you ask Kelvin about that one yeah. time? Yeah. That's why I asked because I wasn't sure how many times a player could could oh. seek feedback from the undergraduate. Uh, committee, NBA undergraduate committee. He's a, he did it last year too. Oh wow! Okay, I, I was unaware. I thought it was only one time, and then the second time you had to go. But oh, okay, okay. He's not getting the first round guarantee. Okay, I, I just I, I don't see it. You know, he he did he, he had not played. He did not play since December, and the injury. Uh, he's undersized scoring guard. I, 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 you know, if he's true to what he said today, that he will come back unless he gets a first round guarantee, top 30 guarantee, then he will be back. Okay. Now, unless if, what should I, how should I phrase it? If an agent, a hanger on, a friend of a friend who's got connected with an NBA team says, hey, man, we're going to take you 30. We're going to take you in the first round. You just come out, trust me. You know, that could happen. It may not be from a, a team. He is not getting the first round grade. Okay. I, if I had money, I'd bet it that he's not getting a first round grade. So... He said he's 50-50 on whether you about going pro, coming back. But again, he said unless he gets a first round rating, top 30 guarantee, he will be back at UH. He's not going to transfer to another school. He said it's either UH or first round guarantee in the NBA. Well, based on what we think, he's not getting the first round <laughs> guarantee. So he he should be back. If he's true to his word, and if he's true to his word, this team will be a, a continuing team for next championship next year. With what they have coming back, and the guys are looking at in, in the portal. Um, but I'm going to say this to all of y'all. I mentioned to Andy earlier. I asked Marcus <laughs> what his timetable was for making a decision about staying or going. He said before June first. Yeah, June first is the deadline. Yeah, correct. I'm not certain the coaching staff is going to wait that long. I'm not certain the coaching staff should wait that long. Because if the best guard in the transfer portal, whoever that is, the best guard in the transfer portal who fits the culture, that's all, that's important, that's not just talent, comes to the staff tomorrow. It says, Coach, I want to come to Houston. I'm not sure the coaching staff is going to say, well, player X, can you wait until Mark decides to, to what he's going to do? Oh, dude. And, and player X is going to be like, no, Coach, I'm not going to do that. I want to come to y'all now. Oh, well, oh, well. Marks, what you gonna do, man? <laughs> we gotta make it. This is a business decision both ways. Okay, so Marcus better not wait till June first to make a decision <laughs> because that's not fair to UH. It's not fair to the other players in the portal at his position. All those things. This is business, and this is where I'm coming from. This perspective. This is a business decision both ways. He's not gonna be a first round draft pick, in my opinion. I think the NBA undergraduate committee, advisory committee, will send out the reports by the end of this month, the, the grades. So if that is the case, that's what they did previous years. That's the case. Then Mark should know by the end of April what he's going to do. Thoughts on that? Now, Chris, I asked you uh, the same thing in terms of would, would you, do you think U of H would wait for Mark if, uh, to the end of April? And uh you said you you weren't sure uh actually, let me double check i think i think you might have said you did you don't think they'd wait for, for him yeah that long. they're not waiting they're not waiting to the i don't end see of the way yeah back. you said doubt it yeah 
they're not I doubt they wait till it past April. Why, why should they? I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, they've established themselves as a program where people want to come. They're going to get like a lot of interest from the transfer portal. So, yeah, like, why take a shot on the unknown if you have a guy like that's like you said, if your scenario, you got this guard that perfectly fits the culture, you can't just turn them away and be like, you know, we're going to wait to see June 1st. Yeah. Will, what do you, what do you say? Tamba, what do you say? Uh, Tamba? Well, I was going to say, um, I'll play devil's advocate here, but I mean, what if they do wait and they do take someone from the transfer portal and they also wait on Marcus Sasser? I mean, I'm pretty sure like like uh, Andy or James, I can't remember who said it, but someone said that they knew he was going to do this. So what if they've already prepared themselves for, you know, his decision and now they just not wait around, but, you know, welcome him back with open arms or if they don't want to wait, he transfers. I mean, I know he said U of H or NBA draft top 30, but if the draft doesn't work out, is his college career done or is he going to transfer if U of H don't wait? Like, I don't see him just not playing basketball next year. Will? Yeah. yeah. Um, he announced yesterday, I believe. To, I mean, yeah, yesterday. He made, yeah, he made, yeah it, yesterday. he made it official. Yeah. It, okay. I'm kind of known it for a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if he announced yesterday, I'm on the phone Tuesday. If I'm Kelvin Sampson. Yeah. And his staff. You have to be. Yeah. I, you know, and I think Tamer is is correct. And the staff has considered the possibilities, the contingencies, you know, if he decides to put his name in, all, all that kind of stuff. And you have to like I said, this is business. So it wasn't a shock to them. And I think. Uh, Right. Yeah. Kellen Sampson, associate head coach, assistant head coach, whatever his official title is, he retweeted Marcus's announcement and said, "Let's go, let's get it, something like that." So it wasn't yeah. a shock, you know, to the staff. But all right, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, I've been, Will. I've been thinking this the whole time. So you said he did it last year too, right? Yes. So did he just like cut and paste the announcement from last year? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, he, well he, last year he didn't speak to us. Oh, just because today was today was a face to face. I don't think there. I don't think there was a virtual announcement. There was a. Uh, there was. There was nothing because uh, it was him and Fabian White too. That right. Both, they did uh, it last year. Right. I think didn't wasn't it Kelvin that said like told the media like you know they went through the process or yes. something. Yes. Coach said it last year. I was, I don't, yeah. There yeah, was no, like the end of July, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I'd have to go. Like that was way after. I'd have to check because somebody retweeted my article from last year about their announcement uh, doing that Fabian and uh, Marcus put the names in the contact the to that point committee. in all seriousness um Ohio State Malachi Branham same thing uh he's a freshman he's a he's big 10 freshman of the year mm -hmm. he announced um declaring for the NBA draft if I get a first round guarantee I'm gone it's high probability yeah, he's, probably, he's probably gonna get that though yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now but to that point he announced and three days later Ohio State brought in Right state guard Tanner Holden. Yes. One of the top transfers in the portal. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So there's precedence here. I mean, you, this is a business, man. Yes. You know what Jay Z say? I'm a business, man. It's, it's, it's a business. Yeah. yeah. And see, now let's, let's take it from the coach's perspective, the staff's perspective. Should they be loyal to Marcus? and say, no, player X, we're going to wait for Marcus to make his decision. Well, I, I personally think, like, I could be biased, but I'm thinking that Coach Sampson, Kevin Sampson is going to be loyal to Sasser. I mean, I'm not, but I'm, but I'm also basing this off of he was certain um, that they will be back you know, to the uh, the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, they're going to be good regardless with or without Sasser. But I just, I'm just banking on the type of team they had this season and the type of person that Kelvin Sampson Samson is. I, 
I mean, he might wait around. Like, I, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, because I feel like he has a, a pretty great relationship with Marcus. To, to add on to that point, and, and Chris, I, I know when it comes, like you, you, you've just said in terms of loyalty, it's, it's a business. I found it interesting that Marcus Hassan himself said during um, the availability today that, you know, Kelvin, I, I believe he said that Kelvin himself told him, you know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And when you look at the U.S., they have um, they have two open roster spots and or Scottish spots, uh, not counting Marcus Sasser. So if he were to leave, they'd have three open spots to fill. I can, I can, depending on how long it takes, I could see them maybe getting into transfers and, and kind who, of holding who, off. Who, who are the three, Andy? Who who are the open spots you, you, you're talking about? The the two open scholarship spots, according to but yes. Who who are they? Yeah, give, give me give me give me them. I don't know who like who's gonna fill them. No, no. Who's leaving? Who's leaving? Well, based off the seniors who left this year, so Kyler Edwards, Fabian White, and, uh, Josh Carlson. Okay. And, and Robbie transferred. Robbie's leaving too. Transfer He's in the portal too, so that's four. But then you got Arsenal and. Uh, Jarris Emmanuel, I guess he is he was he on? I guess he's now technically on scholarship. I don't know if he was on scholarship last semester. Okay, so we got four leaving and one coming and three coming in. Is that that where you're going, Andy? Yes, and then so Josh Carlton, Fabian White, Kyler Edwards, Tajay Moore, four, four, yeah, Robbie Robbie Armbrister that transferred out five. That's five. Okay, so you got five going out, three coming in. So you'd have two spots. Okay. But that's not including Sasser. So that's what I was saying. I feel like if they were to wait around for him, it wouldn't really make or break the program. Okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm all business. They're going to be good with him. They're going to be good. Hell, I'm going to say they're going to be great with him. They're going to be great without him. Okay. And I think that's what Kevin Sampson made his point of um, at the, the loss from the tournament, that regardless, they're going to be good again yep. next year. Yes. They'll be they'll, back. They'll so. be back, yes. And we, when was it? Earlier this week, a site, and I don't, was it on three, uh, put out there that big man from Utah Valley was making a visit. Mm-hmm. Four wide, 611 shooting big man making a visit to Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I know others, two others that are on the list uh, for Houston in the, in the transfer portal. And those three aren't guards that I know of. These are front court people. Okay? So maybe they know Marks is going to come back already. But I'm going to blow your mind and say this. this. Will, you know this. I think all of y'all know this. Scholarships are year to year. It's not four-year guarantees. So who's to say whoever, some players on the current roster get over-recruited? Okay? Keep that in mind. Who, who's to say? Like I said, I'm just putting it out there. If player X is a front-court player and is the best front-court player, in the transfer portal and says, Coach Sampson, I want to come play for y'all. The culture, everything fits. I think we'd be a great fit. And Coach Sam talked to the staff and say, this young man, I think it'd be a better fit for us than who we have on this team. This is business. <laughs> okay. Houston Cougar men's basketball program is on a national level right now. They're nationally relevant. So, uh, I'm just putting it out there. How, this is me how? throwing stuff against the wall now. But I'm just saying. and Because I say, like, I'm going to add this before Will, you chime in. The men's final four for 2023 is going to be where? In Houston. In Houston. So, this team could have a great chance to play for national championship next year. And I think Kelvin Sampson is aware of that. And he's going to set the team up. In a way that, because I mean, what other way than to go all the way in your hometown? I'm, I'm already thinking 
how he's probably thinking. Okay. Will, what were you going to say? No, to, to follow your point, to your point, um, how many uh, three-year University of Kentucky basketball players leave at the beginning of year four to pursue other opportunities? Yes. Happens all the time. Yes. I think Houston Cougars men's basketball is entering an era of Jairus Walker is the first five-star, most likely one and done. He's probably not going to be the last. I haven't seen him So some fans may have to get used to UH becoming a, a one-and-done program. And that might rub some folks the wrong way. What are your thoughts on that, Tamer? Andy? Will? As far as uh, I'll go done. first. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, in terms of how people are going to react to it or in terms of UHB um, arriving at that next step? Both. Uh, well, in terms of UH arriving at, at the next step, I think, um, like you mentioned, Jared Walker is going to be the first of uh, presumably uh, probably many in terms of just what Houston has been able to do. And honestly, this past season might have established that because you know, we know we don't know the story by now. Uh, Marcus Sasser's injury was their best player at the beginning. They didn't have Jermon Mark. And uh, they're quite a few plays away from getting back to the Final Four after um, – an entire season where when those two get injured, they're like, oh, well, what's going to happen now? They're going to be counted out. And somehow they always ended up, you know, first winning the American Athletic Conference in the regular season by, uh, what was it, the two games, three games? Like they had to clinch before. They, they With two games left, they still had to play. Uh, they right. ended up winning the American Athletic Conference uh, postseason tournament. And like I said, they beat the number one seed in the in the South Arizona. And, and that was without their, their top player on the roster. You look at that. Um, you look at the possibility of what they're going to be able to do next season with, with the amount of talent coming in, just when you look at Terrence Arsenal, Jared Walker, and um, the, whatever transfers they end up getting to, to build with this core, um, they're certainly going to be, I mean, boy, in all the uh, top 25 predictions, Houston's, every single one that I've seen, they're in the top 10. And, mm-hmm. and most of them, they're honestly, they're in the top six. So now Houston is getting to a point where they're, nationally relevant, but there's just a lot of expectations on them, and that's going to be interesting to see um, how they sustain that that um, high standard, because they're, they're certainly entering into a different era where, uh, quite frankly, they're not underdogs anymore, and, and it'll be interesting to see, because they're going to be expected to, to win some ball games year in and year out. Not only win some ball games, uh, but make deep tournament runs. Tamer? Yeah, to p- kind of piggyback off of what Andy said, I mean, if if it's it's a great look for the program if they do become a one and done type of program because that just means um, that what they're doing what needs to be done over there in the program. But at the same time, uh, fans are just gonna have to <laughs> adapt with it, and I don't really see any fans, you know, really complaining about anybody leaving or pursuing you know, different opportunities if U of H is continuing to win. So, I mean, with them, like Andy said, moving into this era where they're expected to win and they're expected to do great things, um, you know, that that's just something that comes with it. I mean, look at you, you look at like you. Uh-oh. Well, go ahead. Oh, she uh, dropped comment. off. Yeah, she, she yeah. dropped off. Go ahead. Um, when you say fans, are you talking about the gray seats? The gray seats, right? Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah. students probably wouldn't care. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's interesting that they they may have an issue with it, but if Coach X were to leave, I don't know, Arizona and I don't know, go to Xavier, um, that could be a fictional example or maybe not. <laughs> but um, if that were to happen, they would be, you know, all for it. It's always interesting to me how it's it's good for one but bad for the other. Um, these these players, as we as we discussed several times throughout the show already, it's a business. Yes, and it's a business on both sides. Yes. So, you know, that young man has an opportunity to better himself, which last time I checked was the reason you go to college. One of them. 
why would you be opposed to that? Right. You know, and, and Coach Sampson said in his last availability that he wants players who have NBA dreams. Okay, you want that on your team. If you don't want to play at the highest level, I don't want you. You know, that kind of – you want that kind of player. Now, they do a great job and have done a great job of developing players to help them get better, get them ready for the NBA. But – and Jairus Walker is a five-star. Coach Sampson is not going to coach him any different. He's going to coach him hard, make, make Jairus the best player he can be. So, which just makes it even better. You add hard work to a five-star talent, who knows how good he's going to be. And Will, um, before Marcus, the name in the draft, I saw Houston was as high as two in some way, two early uh, predictions. I saw that too. I saw that so, as well. You know, and today Andy Katz did his power 36 without Marcus, and he said you ate at 11. And he, Andy's mind, Marcus is gone. He, he said Marcus won't be, won't be back. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'll go that far. I just don't believe Marcus is going to get the chance to wait till June 1st to make a decision. Because if he waits that long, I'm not sure he's going to have a spot on the roster. You know, that's my opinion on that. So we got a few more minutes here. Rockets are up nine over Toronto. This third quarter just started. So they still have, have a lead. They haven't lost yet. Haven't lost the lead yet. Can I ask but, the panel a question? You put, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Tamer. Uh, Will, James, Andy, Chris, anybody can answer. I'm kind of opposed to um, – it's like everyone is like – it's becoming the culture to like play a gear or to and enter the NFL or NBA draft. Um, do you feel like sometimes these players like – go too soon like i can name a couple people from u of h alone that you know declare for the draft um they omitted their last year of eligibility examples and now yeah and now they're not even like performing at the next level you know um how do you guys feel about that i i, I don't i don't know for me it's like they're rushing the, go ahead, James. the process go ahead, James. well i was gonna say yeah i mean like there, there's definitely plenty of examples. You look at UH and Armani, Nate Hinton, guys like that. Um, for me, like when when I see guys go like that, I, I question whether like are they getting some sketchy advice? You know, people just telling them what they want to hear. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get picked. Uh, you know, go for it, and then they end up not. Or is it just like you know that belief in themselves? But like that is so high that they believe they you know they're at that level when they really aren't. But for sure, there's certain scenarios and i think marcus sasser is in that boat where i don't i honestly don't even know if he'd be picked in the second round just with his injury i'm I, i'm willing to go as far as that i think he's a guy like who can benefit like quentin grimes did quentin could have declared after his first year at uh he had an okay year but a lot of struggles he came back and ended up being a 20 20 something round i forget 26 27 something like that first round First round, yeah. 25. 25th, yeah, 25th overall pick. If he would have gone the year before, he, he might be a late second rounder or sign a G League contract or two league con two way contract after. Marcus, to me, is in that same boat. He has so much more to benefit because if he, he started the season hot, if he puts together a full season like that, his stock's going to rise a lot compared to 12 games where he's injured. And like Chris already mentioned, some things that would be concerned, undersized, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see the point of him going. I, I mean, I'm all for him, you know, getting evaluated and stuff. Like, go for it. But, like, I think he would be, in the long run, he's much more beneficial to come back. And, and let me say, James made excellent points. Marcus has examples right here in the family, in the Houston Cougar family. Armani Brooks, Nate Henson, left, to her, left early. Armani's not doing much. In the NBA, he's with the Raptors, started tonight, but he's 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 bounced around. Nate Hinton, where is Nate Hinton, Andy? Uh, he just got called up to Indiana, to the main roster of the Pacers. Okay, to the, the main part, roster. He's been with he, the G League. Yeah, he's been grinding for all this time in the G League for the most part. Quinn Grimes, on the other hand, came back, made himself into a first-round draft pick. So Marcus has examples on both sides. Yes. 
defensively first. Because mm-hmm. Coach Tibbs, that's what he loves first about Quentin. Marcus, the advice I give a kid, and I've done it for a while, if you get a guarantee that you will get picked, and ideally in the first round, because that's guaranteed money, that's what, three, four years? Because rookie contract will, you can, with the options, that's at least four years guaranteed money. Yeah, it's two years for two-year, two one-year options after that. Yes. Yep. If you get that, go pro. By all means, go pro. If you don't get that, keep unless, playing at the collegiate uh, level. Yes, unless you need the money, that go part. back. Go back to school. That part. Because if you need the money, man, God bless. And, and that's where I am, Chris. Um, and, and I'll be honest: in this age of NIL, my argument is probably obsolete. But it's just that. I mean, I don't know these young men's individual situations. Yes. So by while yes, we may think, hey, stay in school one more year and um you'll make yourself a first round draft pick. Yeah, but my mama can't pay the electric today. Yes. And and, and now that's not every situation. However, I can never begrudge anyone for wanting to take a step to better themselves. Yeah, it might not be what we think they should be or we think they can do better, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and it's just yes. a decision they feel they need to make for them. You know, who am I to, to, to say, no, you shouldn't do that. You need to stay. Yeah, in some instances on the court, they probably do need to stay to develop athletically, to mature. But yes. if league minimum is $300,000, and I'm cashing $1,500 per diems. <laughs> Could I, I have one thing uh, before I got to hop off? But, uh, for Marcus, like he said today to the media, like it wasn't about the money because they asked him about like an overseas deal. Like, right. So like for him, he's he's not like he don't think he's in that boat where like it's money driven, like he needs this money. He can't come back. Like, can I say something real? just to that yeah. point? And I agree with you. I understand. This is not directed towards you at all. Anybody says it's not about the money, it's about the money. But I feel like money, sometimes they put themselves in a, a in an even worse situation when they're not they don't have a guaranteed job. You know what I mean? Like, sure. think about like Brooks. He's been like the last time I checked, he was playing with the Rockets. I don't know. I've been to some games and I haven't seen them since. So it's just like uh, he's in, yeah, he's in Toronto now. He got he got what waived after they made trades in February. He got picked up with the Raptors. But the same for Hinton. Like it's just like yes, it's about the money, but at the same time, if you you know are having to worry or wonder when your next paycheck is going to come from or who's it going to come from, that's a little bit more sketchier than you know. When you finish college, you'll have that degree. And while, yes, they do go to the college to, you know, play basketball, most of them don't care about academics. But, I mean, just staying that extra year, getting your your degree, it opens up more opportunities once you graduate. And then also you'll have something to fall back on if basketball doesn't work out. Or that's any sport, if it doesn't work out. Well, let me, let me pause a viewpoint. Just so they stay that extra year and they don't get the degree. But yep. they stay the extra year. Let, we're gonna go go to James. He can he can he gotta end it with us. James, go ahead. How can folks find you on the internet and uh, you can co- co- close it out and tell Dana we said hi. Okay, we'll do. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. You can find me on Twitter at JDM two one eight six, and then all my works at thedailycooper.com. dot com. All right, Dana, James, take care, man. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm But that's a great point, and and I don't know Marcus's academic situation or his financial situation because there are some some young men you know women and women too who just don't want to go to college they're tired of college they just want to go pro go if you don't want to be here go i'm not gonna miss you um, i don't mean that's the case with marcus but we all know that there are some kids like that who go to college because they have to because they you know the nba said well i didn't want to go to g league so i i got to go to college for a year then i go pro you know and then they'll go to class <laughs> you know so that is out there as well. But if Marcus, like I said, if he's true to what he said today and is looking for a guarantee of being a first-round pick, then this discussion shouldn't take very long because I believe the 
NBA undergraduate advisory committee will tell him he is not a first-round pick. So once he gets that grade, and it could be by the end of this month, he should be back at, at U.S. Yeah, well, by the end of April. <laughs> well, we, we just said goodbye to James. He's going to make another cameo appearance. <clears throat> TDC Stadium. We just uh, we're just running around the stadium. But you know, I mean, that's what that's where I'm I'm serious about that. I don't believe he's going to get a first round grade. So if he's true, sticks to what he said, he'll be back by by May. I, I saw this. I, I just looked at a, a a mock NBA draft, and two things. One, I didn't see Marcus Sasser in the top sixty. Mm-hmm. But I saw Armando Baycott in the mid-second round. One of the best college players in the country. Big yep. man. Yep. Yep. Double-double machine. Yep. Yep. And Marcus Sasser is not 6'9", 6'10". He's not a double-double machine. None of that. I reached out to uh, Sam Bassini to get his thoughts on Marcus' draftability. And if yeah. Sam gives me an answer, I'll, I'll mention that back, you know, waiting to hear back from him about that. But Andy, Rockets Raptors are now tied at 78, third quarter. So the yeah, Rocket Twitter magic right is working. Money with the yet. So, yeah. But, yes, I think the, the NBA undergraduate advisory committee will continue sending evaluations through the deadline uh, for players to officially decide if they will enter the draft. Marcus has done that, but that deadline this year is April 24th. So if they're sending the evaluation through April 24th, then Marcus should know by the end of April whether or not he's a first-round grade. So based on that, this shouldn't take very long. So then we'll really get down to if a guard says, Coach, the best guard in portal. Player X, coach, I want to come to Houston. Okay, well, can you wait two weeks? Uh, maybe, coach. I don't, I, you know, we'll see. And then go from there. Because, you know, loyalty, best player, best fit. Because there, there are guards in the portal better than Marcus. It's just a question of if they'd be a better fit in Houston than Marcus. So that'll be something for the staff to determine. But hey, this goes two ways, man. This is a two-way street. This is business. Back and forth. We're going to wrap it up there because I want to try to get closer, especially now that college basketball season is over. Try to get closer to uh, 60 minutes for FTS. So, Andy Inez, how can folks find you? And you got, you're working on big things. Just tell folks a little bit of how, how about they can find you on social media. Yeah, uh, they can see it next to my name tag. They can, uh, a name tag. I feel like I'm in grade school. <clears throat> and they can follow me at Ayanas underscore five on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to take over the the um, ticker for a second as be sure to follow uh, at PodSlamajama on Twitter. And um, also be sure to follow Clutch City CR on Twitter. Be sure to follow uh, at Clutch City CR on the YouTube so you can see we started doing video podcasts to go along with our audio podcasts that are available on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Now we're trying to add that video platform that that we saw success with um, when we did Let's Rage Coops after the post game show. Obviously, of course, during the American Athletic Conference postseason and NCAA tournaments with the men's basketball team. So we're trying to expand in that avenue, and uh, we need all support we can get. And we're trying to get in a good spot for the fall. Obviously, of course, I'm inside TDCU Stadium. We're trying to. I do a similar thing for once the uh, football team kicks off in September. Tamer, how can folks find you? As always, you guys can find me at T Night Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure you tune in to TSU Sports Show on AT&T Sportsnet Southwest. Uh, basketball season is over, so I'm pretty bored over here. But make sure you tune over to TSU's Sports Show for all the latest on TSU Athletics. Brother Gibson, how can folks find you? Yes, sir. Appreciate you as always. Uh, Will Gibson 7 on Twitter as well as Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Will knows. Keep talking, Will. I want, I, want to, I want to pull your Twitter up here if I can find it. So okay, that... yeah, it's Will Gibson 7. Um, I know it's here somewhere. Yeah, it's there. There it's it is. There. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we, 
Thank you, sir. So, yes, uh, as always, thank you very much for taking time to share your thoughts with me. And man, oh, man, I'm just shaking my head at UH football and, and the lack of promotion for a good team. But, you know, watch it. I'm not surprised. So, um, but I'm Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. You see me, my Twitter handle right there, ZHR Review, Houston Round Bar Review on Instagram, and also Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Going to wrap it up, as Andy talked about for his shows, his platforms for this show, for folks talking sports. We're looking for sponsors right now. We don't have a sponsor anymore because college basketball season is over. So, we're looking for a sponsor for this show. Sponsors for my Let's Talk Houston Rockets live stream show. Um, I got interviews lined up with a coach on Tuesday, looking for sponsors for my interviews shows as well. We're getting closer to our um, broadening our platforms and our reach with AJ Jones and Jones Media and Entertainment. Hopefully, we'll not have something to announce about that by the end of this month. But I think um, all four of us may have something, some content to share on Jones Media Entertainment going forward. So stay tuned for that. We're looking for sponsors for that. We're, we're broadening our base and our content and our reach. So get in touch with us. Thank you for your, for your time, for tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitter. And we will see you next week. Rockets are up three as we close it out. 81-78 over the Raptors with four minutes left in the third quarter. If they win, they will tie Orlando for the worst record in the NBA if they lose, they will have the worst record in the NBA outright with one game left in the season. Rockets host the Hawks on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. in H-Town. See you next time, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you.